Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Parenting is one of the hardest jobs. There's no universal job description, one that fits every family. There's no manual either for each child that comes to us or through us. But there are a lot of helpful tips and ideas to making parenting just a little bit easier. One of them is mindfulness. Mindfulness is such a buzzword in today's world, however, an important one. It is important for everyone, in my opinion, to practice and incorporate some form of mindfulness into everyday living. It is especially important to help our children learn and experience mindful practices so that they can choose what works for them as they move through their sometimes very stress-filled lives. We need to empower our children today with these amazing but simplistic tools to help them to manage their lives in a more calm and connected fashion, connected to themselves, that is. So you might ask yourself, what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is all about living in the present moment. Many of us go through life on autopilot. Sometimes we're not even aware of the moment we're in at all. We're flooded by thoughts that take us to the past or the future, removing us from this particular time zone, the present. I know that I have driven places and arrived places, and when I get there, I have no idea how I got there. That is not mindfulness. So mindfulness takes place within you. It helps us and our children to reduce or lessen the chatter in our minds, the worry, the anxiety, the rampant thoughts that take us all over creation. With a mindful practice, we can acknowledge the thoughts but not get caught up in them and following them down a path. I describe this process as one where we allow the thoughts to come in the front door, so perhaps through your forehead, you could imagine, and out the back door, the back of your head, without entertaining them or serving them tea in the middle. That is how I see mindfulness. The thoughts come and the thoughts go as quickly as they came. The benefits of a mindfulness practice are so great. It keeps kids and adults calm and centered. It has been proven to improve immune function and concentration. It improves self-acceptance and self-esteem. It strengthens our resilience, helps us to control our emotions, and it decreases stress. When our bodies and our minds are calm, we make better decisions and are better at self-regulation. And again, this is for adults and for children. So one might ask, how do we create a mindfulness practice? Creating a practice is just like going to the gym to build your muscles and your strength, or playing a sport, soccer, tennis. It takes practice. 
Our mindfulness muscle needs to be built too in order for it to become part of our everyday lives and integrated into our everyday lives. This requires practice, repetition, routine, like brushing our teeth and having breakfast, and focus. Mindfulness needs to become a daily habit and practice again in order to be integrated into our everyday lives and for us to see the benefits of it. When we have mindfulness practices in our back pockets, we're more apt to be able to focus on them when we need them most, when we're losing it. And again, this is true for children and adults. So I'd like to share five simple mindfulness practice that I like to call upon in educating parents and families and in my own life. The first and one of my favorite practices is something that we can do anywhere and everywhere. It's always available to us. And that is focusing on our breath. Sure, you've heard this many times before. As life is moving fast and we feel like we are on a hamster wheel at times, using and focusing on our breath is a simple way to rebalance, reset, and ground us in the moment that we're in. My suggestion and favorite daily practice is to focus on taking three long, deep breaths, a deep inhale, and then really exhale, focusing on allowing the air to be exaggerated as it leaves your body with focused attention. This is a beautiful mindfulness practice that can be incorporated into your everyday life. And as you exhale, Think of all the toxins and worries and anxieties being released from your body through your breath. A second favorite is the mindfulness act of gratitude. Whether you use a gratitude journal or you just think of your most grateful thoughts each day, this can play a huge role in our present moment awareness and also in our attitude, how we feel. It creates an enormous shift in our bodies and our minds. Studies show that you cannot be grateful and depressed at the same time. For the last four or five months, I've been part of a gratitude practice on Facebook, a gratitude group, where every day, or as many days as we possibly can, we share three things that we're grateful for. Just this practice of doing it almost every day, because I, I don't do it every day, but almost every day has brought such incredible joy and comfort to my life. I see a shift in my attitude. And so these practices that we engage in can really help us every single day if we commit to something. Third, another exercise that I think is incredible is a bell exercise. You may have seen this before, but it's a fabulous practice for mindfulness. With your child or alone, you ring a bell and you listen closely to the vibration of the ringing sound. Any bell will do. Maybe you have a dinner bell or you can use a bell on your phone. You remain silent as the sound of the bell dissipates. And listen for 30 seconds to a minute afterwards. Listen for the sounds that are coming to your attention after the sound of the bell stops. And once you are done, record or share 
or just think about what you heard during that additional minute. This practice truly connects us to the moment that we're in because of the attention and the focused attention that we are engaging with. My next recommendation, one I try to do that I find very, very difficult is mindful eating. It is highly underrated. To be a mindful eater, you can actually do one of two things. You can be totally silent and try to experience every aspect of what you're eating using your senses, again, quietly. As you see the food, you can think about what it looks like to you, feels like, tastes like, sounds like. You can listen to the food make the noises as you are consuming it. Or as you touch it, what does it feel like? As you engage in a meal or a snack, you can take note of the texture, temperature, and feel of your particular dish or snack. As you eat it, you can pay close attention to the taste and the smell as you put the food into your mouth. Your nose is just above your mouth as it passes by the nasal passages and goes into your mouth. Take a moment to see if it has an aroma. Eating in this manner connects us with our present moment. It brings mindfulness to life, connects all of our senses to the activity that we are engaging in, and it allows us to let go of anything else, worry, stress, tension, etc. Because as we are focusing on our five senses and mindfully eating, it is really hard to pay attention to many other things. Mindfulness, lastly, is another opportunity to pay close attention to our emotions and our physical sensations that accompany this emotions. Many times, these can be detached in our minds. But this is also an example of something that we can do anytime, anywhere. Paying close attention to our body in relationship to the emotions that we are experiencing can offer us so much information into mind and body connection, as well as keep us present. Very important to teach our children this as well, especially young children. Learning at a young age can really benefit them into the mind-body connection. For example, when you are feeling angry or tense, take time to notice what happens in your body. Stop yourself and pay close attention, focused attention. Perhaps you notice that your stomach muscles tighten or you feel the warmth in your face. Your fists become clenched. Your heart might race a bit. This is an awesome way to connect with our mind and body and how they operate in sync in the moment. And then what happens is we recognize the bodily sensations that we experience before we even know that we're starting to get mad, angry, frustrated happy, whatever the emotion is of the moment. So this mind-body connection is crucial in our lives to bring more awareness and more mindfulness to it. And it's something that we can simply demonstrate for our children and help our children to learn these wonderful techniques. So this is just five of my favorite mindfulness practices that I wanted to share with you in today's episode. 
there are so many other ways to connect with ourselves and the world around us in a very mindful fashion. These are just a few that I wanted to share today. Keep in mind that practicing the various mindfulness exercises that you feel are right for you will help you to integrate mindfulness into your daily lives. So as you try various practices, see what fits. We all have our favorites that are going to make us feel connected with ourselves and the present moment. So be connected to what works best for you. Mindfulness is so important in being truly connected to oneself and the world around us. So I wish you a very mindful rest of your day and week, month, and year. Thank you for joining me. Remember, every moment is a new moment for Conscious Connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes or wherever you listen in. And be sure to visit DeCaroParentCoaching.com for a free download of 10 ways to connect with your child.